is Tuesday, January 12th, 2021, or 2021. You know, that reminds me back when, uh, was it 2020? Uh, no, I don't remember. Maybe it was when we first got in the 2000s. Are you going to say it like 2001 or 2001 or 2002 or 2002? Well, it's 2021 or 2021. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I get on this get off on these tangents, but um, today is Tuesday, and a lot of crap has been going on since the uh, insurrection at the Capitol last Thursday. The one, the biggest thing being that the Congress is now considering impeaching the president for the second time. There are a couple of, actually, you know, in terms of ways to remove him, there are a couple ways to remove him. One would be the uh, vice president declaring the 25th Amendment and having uh, the cabinet behind him to remove the president. And that one seems pretty unlikely because, you know, uh, Pence is a lapdog to Trump, so I don't think that's going to happen. Then the other one is impeachment. And they did draw up one article of impeachment yesterday, and it was um, the, I forget the exact wording, but it was like, um, he should be impeached because he uh, incited an insurrection or something like that, to that effect. But they're not even going to vote on that until tomorrow, and then then there has to be a a trial and all this kind of stuff. So I just think it's going to go too fast, I mean, go too slow. But that's okay, because you can do it. Um, into the next presidency, and it would still um, stick. Because, and the biggest thing too there is that because if he's um, you know, uh, impeached, excuse me, and oh, there's my watch. Bill in St. Louis just finished a workout. I don't know if you heard that ding or not. Um, anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, if he's impeached. And removed from office, meaning that he would be convicted and be removed from office, then he cannot run again in 2024. He will not get his pension. He will lose his million dollar travel budget and uh, national sc- or, um, secret service. So it sounds better if he can actually get impeached than to have the 25th Amendment. Um, I don't know what what happens if he just resigns because there was a a split second that that people thought maybe he would just resign. I don't know, but um, so there's so there's all that going on with the actual president and Congress, and of course there are some pretty strong Republicans who are totally on board with the impeachment, but then of course there are those like Ted Cruz and that Holly Josh Holly guy from Missouri. Ugh, he's horrible who are not going to, um, you know, back the impeachment. So, and I, from what I understand, you have to have a supermajority of 67 votes to uh, pass the impeachment thing in the Senate. So I don't think that's going to happen. They would need, the Democrats would need 17 um, Republicans to get on board. And I just, I just cannot see that happening. Anyway, um, so with the insurrection last Wednesday, a week ago, yeah, last Wednesday, you know, there was all these videos and pictures posted online all over the social medias and on, you know, pretty much every platform. Well, 
now, luckily, the FBI is going through and finding clear pictures of the people and then identifying them and then going to, into arrest, going to arrest them. And I thought this one was funny yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was yesterday. They, I saw on Twitter and on um, TikTok this guy who was on a plane on his way home from participating in the insurrection but then he was identified and he was put on the no-fly list. So while he was on the plane waiting to take off, they yanked his ass off the plane and said, you are on the no-fly list, you're a domestic terrorist. And he got all upset and he was crying and you know, running through the airport screaming, you know, you're treating me like a, like a terrorist or something like that. And you know, being all upset that he got, he's you're ruining my life. Well, dude, you tried to like take down the government, so you know, you know, you you get what you deserve. So I thought that was funny. He was crying. I said, "You ruined my life and calling me a terrorist." Then there was this other lady who got maced at the Capitol during that thing, and she was like, "I'm a mother of three. I just came to um, storm the Capitol," and they, and they maced her, and she was crying. And I don't know if you saw that one. And the other one um, was the um, the guy who was caught in the I think it was in the airport and was wrestled to the ground and was being handcuffed and he was screaming, "You're treating me like a black man, like a fucking black man." Is what he said. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you just ruined any of your chances to get out of this by saying stupid shit like that. Okay, so there's that part of it. So the FBI is working on, and you know, it's great how the internet works because. People on Twitter and other platforms, they will put a picture out and they will, you know, through, you know, getting it out to the world, someone recognizes who the person is and then they will say who that is. And then somebody else will post a picture again saying, this is so-and-so, and then they will tag the FBI and it says, do your job, you know, do your work. You know, so they'll go find him and arrest him or her. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Sorry about that. That's gross. Anyway, um... So there's all of that happening. Now, the another part of this, which I think is just amazing, and, I, and you know, again, I love how the internet works on this kind of stuff, is Google, Amazon, and Apple have shut down the app that these right-wing Republicans use to quote-unquote have free speech called, the, the app is called Parler, and it's been taken down everywhere. And also the servers, um, which I think, I think they were on servers in... Uh, Amazon's uh, fleet of servers, and they have taken that down too. Some some um, hacker got into the files and was able to download like 70 terabytes worth of information from postings for years and years and years and user information and all that. I mean, pretty much everything that the um, Parler app had on it, this guy downloaded it and he's going to start uh, you know, releasing it or whatever. Which is great because then the people are going to get called out from there. Because on that app, it, you know, they say it's free speech for the conservative. So you can go on there and you can say bad things about um, African Americans or gays or Jews or whatever and not be, you know, not get in trouble for it because that's, that's the, what the whole platform was set up for is anonymous free speech. Well, they had the um, CEO of Parler on Fox the other day. I think it was, no, that just may have just been yesterday. <laughs> you, know, you know, during this pandemic and these kinds of things, the days just kind of roll together. 
So like, I, I know I probably saw it yesterday, but I'm thinking that was a couple of days ago, but it wasn't. Anyway, I just saw this clip on Facebook from the um, CEO of Parler on Fox News saying that my business is ruined. You know, they don't realize that all the families they're affecting when they shut down a business. And it's like, dude, this is what you deserve. If you're going to cause, well, at least help cause the insurrection by having this app where people can plan this stuff and, you know, be, you know, be unpatriotic and all, I mean, all of these things, then you deserve to be shut down. It's the, they, they, they love the free market. It's the free market working. They don't, these, none of these um, businesses want to be associated with these right-wing groups, especially now that they have actually done something and um, caused the insurrection at the Capitol. I mean, that, it was, it's just shocking to begin with, you know. But anyway, um, so now all these apps are being shut down. These people have nowhere to go. And, you know, I'm sure you already heard on top of that that um, Trump's Twitter account has been um, not deleted or inactivated or something like that. And then there's been a whole bunch of other conservatives who have had their accounts affected by it. And uh, yesterday, Twitter um, deleted 70,000 accounts that were associated with QAnon um, groups and um, other groups as well as um, known bots who are, you know, spread the disinformation. Um, so, I mean, it's all, all of this stuff, you know, it's, it's all the ramifications um, that these people do not think about. So, you know, if, if you're going to break the law and try to overthrow the government, there are consequences to it. Like, I, you say it's your free speech, but free speech is free speech. You can say whatever you want. But you have to be, be prepared for the consequences of your speech. So all these people screaming, and they're all upset now that they were just, we were just storming the Capitol. It's like, okay, well, then you're getting what you deserve. So, um, all right, enough of that stuff. I mean, this, I, of course this is not the end. Well, I'll just say one more thing. Um, it's not the end because... Now the FBI is warning state capitals that they will have the same kind of um, insurrections at the state level on January 20th. Now, my husband, who likes to do all of his research with the Daily, Co- Daily Cause or Daily Coast, however you say it, um, saw something about this Sunday, the 17th, I believe it's this, yeah, this Sunday, the se- uh, January 17th. It's Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, and he says there's a, a plan to do something on the day. But I don't think it's, I don't know that that's going to happen. I think it's going to be actually on Inauguration Day. But supposedly, the public events have been canceled, and the there's been a seven-foot fence put up around the Capitol building, and the D.C., or the National Guard, not the D.C. National Guard, but the National Guard is sending like another 15,000 troops into D.C. to, um, you know, keep these uh, rioters and insurrectionists down uh, for the inauguration. So I think this will be much more uh, heavily um, protected than than on the day that they counted the votes, the electoral votes for the, for Biden. Again, this will continue to go on. We will see what happens on inaugur- inauguration day next week. And... Um, I just hope nothing major happens, and maybe by then Trump will have either um, 
resigned or voted or uh, you know kicked out by impeachment. We'll see. And the thing is, you got to watch this stuff every day because it changes every day. Anyway, let's move on to something totally different. So, my husband and I have been trying to find things to watch on the, all the different um, services that we have. You know, because I I say this all the time. You know, I have like eight eight streaming services. Um, actually, I have them on my phone, and I was gonna count them to be sure. Or let's see, I have Prime Video, Hulu, Apple TV, Netflix, Showtime Anywhere or Anytime, HBO Max. Discovery Plus. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I have seven streaming services. And I don't think that's all of them. Um, no, maybe that is all of them. No, that's all of them. So I have seven streaming services plus, you know, 900 channels on cable and um, all that. So we have a, t- a ton of stuff that you can choose from. Now, with the with the new um, Discovery Plus channel that I have, or the streaming service I have, I've been watching old episodes of um, Paula Zahn on ID on the ID channel. I've been watching old episodes of Flip Flop, Flip or Flop, Flip Flip or Flop, Flop or Flip. I don't know that house show that's on um, uh, HGTV with with uh, Tariq and. Uh, I can't think of his wife's name. But they got a divorce, but I think they're still working together. But these are from the original episodes, like whatever, five, six years ago, seven years ago. I don't know. Um, so I've been watching that. So I'm taking advantage of the um, Discovery Plus and using that. And then I'm you know, trying to, to use other services so I'm not just throwing my money down the drain. But so um, last week, you know, because during the holidays, my husband and I have been, were watching Christmas movies every night and we had a different one pretty much every night and then now that Christmas is over we're not watching the Christmas movies and we need uh, you know something to watch so um, last week I think I may even did I mention this last week I don't think I did but we we watched the whole series of Bridgerton on Netflix and I thought it was going to be you know a typical cheesy um, like the crown kind of thing or something like that but no, it actually ended up being pretty good it was um of course, it was completely unrealistic because it takes place in 1813, and they have African American people um, in positions of nobility, like a duke and duchess. Um, I mean, it's just it's unrealistic, but it's cool that they include it that way. And, and this is this is produced by Shonda Shonda Rhimes of uh, her Shonda Land Production Company. Um, and at first, you're a little shocked, like, oh, that person would not be in that, that position um, in real life in 1813. But then you realize, okay, this is fiction. This is totally made up. It's not trying to be historical in any way. Um, so then you kind of forget about that, and you just go with the characters the way they are, like the African-American Duke, um, who happens to be extremely good-looking <laughs> and a beautiful body. But um, anyway, if you, I'm not going to get into the whole storyline, but basically it's marrying off their daughters during the season of um, getting proposals for your daughters. And there's two major families, the Bridgertons and the Featheringtons, and um, it kind of follows that. And then it's also during the time of Queen Charlotte, who supposedly, uh, I think it was, um, her husband was Henry the Sixth, or I don't know, or George the Sixth, I don't know. I really don't know who the king was, but she, um, 
Queen Charlotte was supposedly an African-American queen or a mixed-race queen. So um, and she, the woman who plays the queen is great. And then um, during the whole, throughout the whole episode, you have this gossip columnist, um, Lady Whistledown, and they're all trying to find out who it is because she seems to know everything that's going on in society, and she writes this paper and uh, both embarrasses people as well as pumps them up in, in her writings. Anyway, if you have not checked out Bridgerton, I suggest you do because it really was a good series. It was like eight episodes long, and the, each episode was like an hour. And I heard, or at least I read somewhere, that the writer, uh, what's his name, Chris Van... Chris Van something, Van, I don't know, Chris Van Nuzen or Nozen, I don't know, whoever the writer is, that he has like eight seasons of material in his head to keep this show going. So there will definitely be, and actually Bridgerton during the holidays, because it came out in December, it it broke all of um, Netflix's, you know, viewership goals or viewership records and stuff. So it'll definitely be back for another season or two or three or four or eight. Well, we enjoyed it, so we're looking forward to seeing it again. But now, when will, the, when will the second season come out? Because filming during COVID is very hard to do. And clearly, this was shot before COVID, I'm thinking. Um, anyway, we will see. Now, something else we watched just last night, because I'm trying to use up my services, not use up, not use up, use them up, but, you know, trying to take advantage of having them. On Hulu, I heard about the movie called Uncle Frank, and we decided we would watch it last night. Uncle Frank is about this guy who, well, it's, it takes place in the 70s. And um, this guy is gay and living with his uh, boyfriend slash lover in New York City. But his family is in South Carolina. And, um, you know, through a series of things, his, his father dies and he has to go back. And we come to find out that the father has hated him all, hated the son all his life because he was gay. And he, because he caught them having sex with his um with his love, first love, um, and then he, he has to go back to South Carolina, so he takes the niece, who is um, really cool, and she's going to school in New York at the same university that this guy works at, I believe. I think it's New York University, or Columbia. I don't know. In any case, it was a good, really good movie, and I suggest you check it out. It's a little sad at, and, in places, but it's also kind of funny in places, too. And there are some... Um, some familiar actors and actresses in, in there, so um, I would I would highly recommend Uncle Frank if you have not seen it, and that's on Hulu. Now, speaking of movies and watching all this stuff, I have a NAS update, Synology NAS slash Plex Media Server update. I have finished ripping all of my DVDs, which I didn't really have that many, but now I have a hundred and ninety movies on my Plex Media Server. And what I want to do now is go to uh, these places where they have cheap DVDs, like, you know, dollar, a dollar DVD kind of thing, and buy some more DVDs to put on there. Um, I'm also looking for some specific movies, too, but they're too expensive. Like, I would love to get the DVD, um, I think it's called Summer Place, with Troy Donahue and um, uh, what's that girl's name? Um... Oh my God! I can't think. Of her. I can see her in my head. I can't think of her name. Blonde. Um, oh my God! I can't think of her name. Young. Uh, it's from the movies from the fifties, I believe. Fifties or early sixties. Um, anyway, I'm looking for that DVD, but it was like 
excuse me, it was like $20 on, um, I think it was $20 on Amazon. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to buy, pay $20 for a movie that, you know, when I'm just going to put it on the Plex server. Then it's like there's the DVD wasted. And then I also think I'm going to look into um, checking out DVDs from our um, local library. I think you can do that. So anyway, um, there's that. And I see that I have um, now gone past 20 minutes. So I'm going to wrap this up. And on Thursday, we will definitely be having the next Archer Gangbang at 9 p.m. Now, last week, I put out a, a message saying, if you would like to join us on the Archer Gangbang, just send me an email. And I got a little bit of response from that. So if you would like to join us um, during the Archer Gangbang, um, just send me an email, and I'll add you to the list of names that gets the... Uh, invite to the zoom thing pretty much anybody can be in it just send me an email i just have to know that you want to be in it as long as you have a microphone um you need your video camera and probably headphones so we don't have any feedback all right well i'm looking forward to that on thursday and um, i'll keep you posted on any dvds i might get and what we're watching so hopefully you all had a great weekend and you're having a great week and that's all i have for today so until next time Bye. This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com.